0: I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not like I'm not trying, Rohinsky. I'm trying hard. Live
1: from Beit Shemesh and broadcasted around the world, you are listening to the From Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Naham Klegman. Interviews and advice from Jewish entrepreneurs from around the world. Listen, Listen. learn, be
0: Masliach. Masliach. Another episode of The From Entrepreneur is headed your way. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. You got foot like a bump.
1: Looking to make more money? Do you sell services or want to earn extra cash on the side? Book Like a Boss is the ultimate software to sell services and book appointments. You get your own custom web page which includes everything you need. Book Like a Boss integrates with your existing calendars, sends reminder emails, is fast, secure, simple to use, and looks great on mobile. Visit BookLikeABoss.com and get
0: started for free. Welcome to another awesome episode of The From Entrepreneur. Today, I have a very good friend of mine who is very close, literally, quite literally, <laughs> like in the other nice. office close. Uh, good friend of mine, Zisha Littman from GoSimcha.com. Zisha, welcome to the show.
1: Nachum, I have been waiting for this day for forever.
0: <laughs> That's true. Forever. We've worked we've worked together on many projects over the last couple of years, um, and I'm Thrilled to have you on the From Entrepreneur podcast. It's more—it's my fault, not yours. Um, I and I apologize to my listeners. I have not been as active on my podcast as I really should be, but you know what? I really want to get it going again. And what better way to kick things off than with the one and only Zisha? Zisha, for those of you for those out there who don't know who you are yet, um, let's give a little intro to who you are, where you came from, what you've been doing the last bunch of years. And then I definitely want to talk about Go Simcha and especially the Go Simcha podcast, which uh, yeah. I had this close to help you uh, get launched. So oh, yes. uh, let's go with some background. Tell us where you're from.
1: All right. So first of all, Nachum again, it's, been, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I've been waiting for this for, for forever and finally we're doing it. Um, my background is, you know, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, um, you know, out of town as they call it, and I was always a very creative person. When I was in high school, I didn't do much of anything other than hang out in the video production room, making movies, um, doing digital art, and playing music. And so then in my formative years, I ended up in Israel, um, went to yeshiva for for a couple years, and... and Which yeshiva? I went to Derech Eitz Chaim for two years. It's in Harnov, a wonderful place over there in Harnov. Mm-hmm. And then um, for about half a year before I got married, I ended up in another yeshiva called Tferis Chaim, also known as Applebaums in Ramat Shlomo. Um, and I, I was still very active in, in the creative space with, my mu- with playing music and um, making videos and things like that. And so then, flash forward to my, me getting married about six months um, after, after that year in 2011. I ended up back in Israel. We ended up moving to Israel. Where's your wife from? She is originally from Belarus, Russia, but ended Ooh. up in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I know, right? Belarus. Um, yeah so we ended up back in, so she ended up in Detroit and then we ended up back in Israel. We, we said, we, we made the decision to move to Israel because it's the place to be. There ain't no other better place than that. Um, and I was for a while, I like, I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything. My father said college is a waste of his, my time and his money. Um, and I, you,
0: did he feel that about you specifically or in general, your father? Um,
1: he, he said that about me because I've always actually had an entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial spirit in me. It started back in my earlier days when I used to go to camp and go to Toronto, um, in from grade six to about grade nine, where I would I would, I would, I would, I would I guess you would call it on my resume. I write it as import export. And what I would do is I'd bring over Dunkin' Donuts and caffeinated Mountain Dew to to <laughs> Canada, because they don't have those luxuries there. And I would flip it for I'd flip it for a couple bucks more, and walk away with a profit. Um, and so I've always been in 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 like these types of things. And so ba- basically, again, flash forward to me coming to Israel. Didn't really have any. Didn't know what I did. What I was. What I was good at. I mean, I was, I was, I worked in restaurants as a gift because that's what you do. You know, you cook, whatever, but I didn't really, I wasn't able to find any type of work and I was really bugging me out. So, um, after a lot of searching, um, and things like that, not having a resume or anything, I, I found a job post on Janglo. They were looking for salespeople, work from home, sales job, you know, classic Janglo job. Right. And I didn't have a resume. So I just kind of wrote down an email. I said, hi, my name is, um, my English name is Sean. I said, "Hi, my name is Sean Littman. Um, I do this is what I do, um, whatever." So I got a phone call like ten minutes later. I was like, "Hey, we just got your resume. You want to work for us?" I said, <laughs> "Okay." Um, so then that was that was my first bout in in sales, and actually, what company my was this? was called the American Registry. They sold wall plaques for people who got top doctor, top lawyer, um, selling Gaiva, basically, mm-hmm. and. You know, I, my, my background is really in sales and business development. this has kind of spurred my sale like my, my, me into that sales and in, into, into figuring out exactly what I was good at. Um, and from there, you know, like after making that first phone call, I was freaking out and I didn't know what to do to going on to make like, um, like close to $6,000 a month selling, selling wall plaques to people. It was great.
0: Um, wow. And then, yeah. And then that, that's it, good money. I mean, for back, this, is, this is, I mean, that's great money for Israel. Yeah, it, it really was. And then it all kind
1: of came crashing down because the, the company decided to, um, kind of close up shop and they had a whole, at least close the Israel sales team. They were doing it more
0: as a chesed to have people work in Israel because the owners lived here. And were they doing the, the college, the fake college degrees or not fake college, degrees, but like online college degrees and that type of thing? No, no, this was okay, real. Someone else. no, yeah, you're probably
1: mixing themselves with someone else. Um, but so then I was trying, I was like, I, I, I quit before it got to the point where it was gonna be too late. I ended up working for a company out in to help you Out, um, a marketing company. You're all gonna laugh about the name of the company, they're called really successful.com. <laughs> and, yes really successful.com and which, which
0: which leads to the question were oh, they well, were they well, really we'll, successful
1: well we'll get there um, <laughs> my 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 job was customer support manager of a team of four people um, dealing with um, managing them and making pretty much dealing with refunds um, and Again, me being a salesman, it was hard to shift over from talking to people and trying to get them to buy something to being on the other end of just issuing the refund ticket. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that job kind of lasted very, very, very quickly. Um, they, they fired me without notice, and which is, it was abrupt. It was fine. Um, but my, again, my whole background is still in sales. So then I ended up going to work for somebody locally here in Israel, um, who was into marketing. He was trying to get me to come work for him for a long time and try to sell his marketing services, which, um, now that I am in marketing, I find it quite weird to have people selling your marketing services for you. (laughs) Um, (coughs) but, um, so I was working for this guy and I, if I, you know, what, let's take the opportunity to try to learn a little bit more into internet marketing, and see what it's all about. And it, it, it was the guy I was working for. He was kind of kept everything very secretive. He wouldn't tell me what was going on. He was very like whatever. Um, he wouldn't divulge his secrets, quote unquote. And he wasn't really seeing much success with his clients. And it was, it was one of the only jobs I ever left owing money, mm. which was very weird. Um,
0: And then what do you you mean owing money?
1: um, He was a very honest guy and he wanted to make sure I got paid. And so he, he kind of made, I I took a loan out uh, more or less on my commission, my theoretical commissions that I would ever, that I would make, Mm -hmm. which never really materialized. So Uh whatever, not, not the best um, situation. But then I ended up working in, for over three years, I got, I got my foot in the door with the Jewish, in the Jewish advertising world, um, running only simples.com for about three years. Mm -hmm. And I was still working on internet marketing. I actually decided to take that, what I learned from that guy. And basically when my, when people ask me, how'd you learn how to do, do marketing, get into marketing? I said, I learned from everybody's mistakes. Hmm. I learned that's the best
0: way way to learn. I mean, yeah. It's better than making your own mistakes, but I always tell everybody that, uh, you know, there are people out there ready that have gone through what you've gone through. You should speak to them and learn what they did wrong because it'll yeah. save you a lot of time and asshole. So very smart.
1: No, for sure. So I learn. I always tell people, like they said, I learned from what not to do. Um and then I was running I was working in only working in simchas for about three years. I took them from making about ten thousand dollars a month to making thirty thousand, forty thousand, then ultimately half a million in in, in about a year in wow. revenue. Yes. Um yeah. And then um I think those that those
0: of us that in the Jewish world that know only Simchas did see a change, they were pretty much just about um you know, announcing Simchas until you came along and really exploded the, the platform. I mean, definitely yeah. people saw the change, uh, but people didn't know who was behind it. So I guess the secret's out now.
1: So yeah, what I did was I took a look at it and I, I went back to my marketing brain, marketing and sales brain. I said, you know what? You guys have, you guys have a very valuable asset here. Why don't we, why don't we take advantage of it? So we instead, we created different ad packages for people, three different tiers and offered them to people and people were buying them left and right and it, tra- it brought in more sales and it was it, and the people were actually getting results from their ads um, as opposed to before when people weren't really knowing what to do. Um, and Throughout that, I actually started, I, by default, I had people come to me and ask me about marketing questions and if I could help them run their Facebook ad campaigns and diff, and, and if I understood how to do certain things and create landing pages and whatnot. So by default, I, I ended up starting a marketing agency um, mm-hmm. without really trying. And that that kind of like kept growing and growing. And so, after a while, back and forth with only simchas, um, and things kind of like tilting towards um, going down, going downhill, like before, I made the conscious decision to to leave only simchas, and I had my marketing agency. And at the same time, I had offered them. I had started. I was. I had this idea to build a website well, I didn't have the name for it yet, but to build a simple, uh, a a massive resource database for simple vendors all across the country, Mm -hmm. because being from out of town, contrary to popular belief, people do get married outside of New York and New Jersey. I know it's crazy, (laughs) but it happens. It actually happens. So I
0: didn't happen to me. I got married in New York
1: well, well you're, that's because you're cool yeah but, um basically i i pitched the idea to only some because about two years ago i said you know you guys have the name you have the traffic you have what to you you have the resources to make this why don't you do it and they said no it's a stupid idea and I, was like, yeah.
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I said okay great
0: you can lead think- the water right
1: and then I offered the idea again to them right before I left. And they said, no, we want, we're thinking about maybe focusing on doing something where with bookings, where we work off a model where someone comes to our and we can get them, generate them leads. I said, okay, that's a with that. Um, but that led me to leave only Simchas and open up gosimcla.com, The fastest growing Simcha resource database for all vendors, for all cities, for all Simchas, all for you. Beautiful. And, what we do on GoSimcha is we combine our marketing, our our years of experience in the marketing and advertising world with a platform that gives people the opportunity to go and search for vendors in their city um, with their, with their budget, with their, what they're looking for in easy to use fashion. And like I said, we're taking our, our market, our abilities to market the site and drive traffic to the site and create content and create, things that are driving people to the site in order to not only enhance our traffic, but enhance our vendors potential to be seen and get, and get business. So,
0: so sort of like a, so it's like a database for everything that you need for making weddings. So if you're making, or I guess any simcha. so if you're making any a wedding simcha. So, right. So if you're, if you're making a wedding, if you're making a bar mitzvah, you have caterers there, you have music, like what else, what else do you have? We, up have, there? we
1: have caterers, we have halls, we have, we have hair and makeup. We have, um, we have lighting and sound. We have photographers, videographers, cakes, fruit platters, anything you possibly need and more. In, in different cities, across New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Detroit, um, California, L.A., Cleveland, anywhere in the in even U.S. and even the U.K. and Israel, anywhere that you're looking to make a simcha, we have the t- we have the people for you, and. What we've done with the site is we've basically created it in a way that there's no ne- Other people have tried to do this idea in the past, and we right they
0: did the, the not new. I've definitely seen it before.
1: But where they where they went wrong was they decided to populate the sites first and try to get people to pay later. And also they didn't they didn't they didn't execute the marketing properly. Mm -hmm. because if you don't execute the marketing properly, no one's going to know about you. No one's going to use your site and you've pretty much just spent money down the drain. Right. Um, And so we, we like, it goes back to my philosophy of learn from everybody else's mistakes and see what, what not to do. Um, and so we went back and we, we looked over everything and the, we first and foremost, we didn't we didn't offer any featured listings. People like fe- people used to ask me when I was making the initial calls. I was doing all the legwork. People were like, "What about featured listings?" How I said, "What's the need for? What's the point of having a featured listing?" We're giving you a level playing field so that you the more content, the more information you pile onto your listing, the easier it is for someone to to feel comfortable booking you. Mm-hmm. If you have just a one line there, no one's gonna think no one's gonna know anything about you. Right. So. We got rid. Of, we we've given everybody a level playing field with the opportunity to create their canvas, so to speak, and create their listing in a way that they want it to use it, and that way you you're giving your you're marketing yourself in essence, and. Then also we've, we've created this, the listings to act as many websites. A lot of people in this, in this, in the industries, they don't have websites. Some of them are smaller mom and pop shops, so they don't have a website. So we've given them, we've given them a website and we've given them an online presence that's SEO optimized, that's traffic's being driven to constantly. And we're giving them all that in the, in the, pri- in the, in, in the package. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised when people ask
0: me how much we charge for all this. I mean, and it, yeah, I'd assume, uh, I mean, we, the traffic, do I don't know, you charge for traffic is just you, you give I, them charge, each-
1: I charge, which our, our pricing model is, is, is a set price for the year. It's only $120 for the year. 120 bucks yeah. for the year
0: plus uh, yep. leads.
1: Nope. It includes everything. Yeah. $120. We don't guarantee business. We, we, we bring people to the site. We promote you in different ways. We don't guarantee business, but we give you a hundred. It's $120 for the
0: year. That's nothing. I mean, if you one, one sale, I mean, that covers the listing for the year. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And there's or more actually. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we, and we feel that this could be the future for, for in the, in the Jewish world for being able to create, to be able to find what you're looking for, for a simcha because people do get married and people make bar mitzvahs. People make engagements, people make parties everywhere. So, right. you know, why is it, is it directly
0: only in the U S for now?
1: We have vendors in Israel. We're working on the UK. We're working out on the UK. We have some. Our sales team is working with people in South Africa, and other places as well. So right now, predominantly, most of our vendors are based in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but it's 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 a global entity. Cool. There's Jews everywhere.
0: (laughs) We are everywhere, Baruch Hashem. Although uh, I think you know we should increase the amount of Jews here in Israel, but that's just me. And
1: working and, on it. Working on it. Some by on a his,
0: Yeah, a little bit, little. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, ha, so okay. So, tell us. I mean, you start. I mean, I, one of the things I like about you, one of the things we talked about. I mean, and I've talked about on the podcast in the past is you could have entrepreneurs, people have ideas, and as you mentioned, okay, so you have this idea, you take the the bull by the horns and you run with it, and that's fantastic. You're a doer. Uh, but the good thing is about it, you have the extra skills of being able to market it. So, what are some right. of the marketing things that you've done? Or do in order to bring traffic uh, to the site.
1: So I take the same methods I use for my clients clients, my marketing agency, and and use that in, to bring people to go Simcha. Um, we've we've done targeted Facebook ads. I've actually over the past couple of years worked on a method to create custom audiences based on. Jewish, like from the Jewish traffic, and so I've taken those and taken that and and created different traffic audiences and different ads, focused on people who are interested in what we have to offer, and bring them to the site. We've also used the power of video marketing um, to. To promote our site with on um, in different places, um, we create promo videos. Um, part of also what we give our vendors is a promo video. We create promo videos,
0: and we as use part of the, vi- as part of that price, you give them a promo video.
1: Yeah, it's it it's a twenty second, thirty second video with uh, showcasing their 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 business. Cool. Yeah. We And so we, we use the power of video marketing to drive people to the site. And also once we do, once we use that, we use that data to pixelate the people who are who have been looking at the videos and people who have viewed the content and things like that to be able to go back to them further. We're also like, we're treating this kind of like an e-commerce site and we're also remarketing to people after the fact, after they've come to the site. So we're running a couple different retargeting ad sets on the site too, to be able to get people to come back when they need it. Um, and that way it increases, um, our traffic and it also increases, um, the, the potential for vendors to get business when they see that, that, oh, maybe I need this. Um,
0: awesome. So, I mean, one of the things that I, I mean, I, I definitely know you do because I, I think, uh, I may have helped you out with it and I'm a big yeah. advocate for is podcasting. So oh, yeah. have, let's talk about that because you have a very awesome, yes. uh, unique podcast. So yes. tell us, I mean, I mean, I know, <laughs> Trying to talk in a way where, because my audience doesn't know, you know, you know, how, you know, the, how I helped you with it, but tell us, uh, okay. about the podcast, how you came up with the idea, what you wanted to do, so, and let's. So uh, the po- the today.
1: podcast. It actually, the question you asked me before regarding um, marketing the site, the podcast I actually use is a very big tool for marketing as well, um, is that it brings me a tremendous amount of traffic to the site. I I specifically put my podcast on my site as a feature on the site because it's good content, it's good for SEO, and it also inc- it brings people to the site. And once they're on the site listening to the show, they start browsing around as well. But the podcast, um, Go Simcha the Podcast, Behind the Scenes of the Jewish Music and Entertainment World and Simcha World, um, basically came, up, came to me um, about two years ago when I was working with Only Simchas, and we were looking to drum up some new content for the site because it was kind of dead. And at my, one of my good friends, he happens to be Neeson Black's manager, and at the time, Neeson was putting out a new album called Fly Away. And he said, why don't you come down to the studio in Jerusalem and we'll do a whole, vi- we'll do a whole little interview. We'll do like a little behind the music situation, talking with Neeson and Yosef, his brother-in-law, who's his producer, and Yisrael laub. And so we came down there. We had a whole camera crew come down. We did a whole thing. And afterwards, I was like, man, this is really cool this whole idea is like really cool because no one really takes a look at this side of the music industry and the entertainment industry, like really get into the meat and potatoes of what you guys do and your stories and put it out there for, for, for content entertainment. You have these other interview shows, like you have like, you have the Yossi Why, and you have all these other interviews, but they don't really talk about like the musician as a person. They talk about the albums. Mm-hmm. So I said, we got to do something like this because it'd be huge. Um, but logistically, like everybody was kind like to sit down and do an like, interview style in the studio kind of thing. It's great. It's cool. It's awesome. But at the same time, I'm in Israel and half these guys are based in America. Right. So after thinking about it and fe- trying to get, get, figure out what to do, I ran into a guy named Nachum Kligman Ooh, very and very I've heard of him too. He's a very awesome guy. <laughs> and I was talking to him. We were talking, remember we were talking about, they were talking about podcasting and I said, that might actually be a good idea to do a podcast behind the scenes of the Jewish music and entertainment world. So now 26 episodes later and two, 26 episodes later two sponsors um a played on a radio station a Another um, call in service and our website, iTunes, and every major podcast platform. Go Simra is, is wildly popular, wildly accepted, and people love it. In fact, this week I, we had technical difficulties in our office um, and wasn't able to edit the episode and put it up in time. I, we generally air the episodes every Thursday on Zer Radio and also on our site and iTunes. And this other service called the Yeshiva International News Hotline. And I got an email from the guy who runs it. He said, our listeners were very upset. They were very worried that there was no podcast episode this week. Everyone loves it. I said, they said, what happened? I said, due to technical difficulties in the office, we didn't really have internet or power or anything. Right. Um, so we weren't able to set it up, but I'll be putting it up this week.
0: Awesome. And, I mean, I, I'm, looking at, I'm just looking at some of the people that you had on the show already. Baruch Levine, uh, Eighth Day. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Benny Friedman, Simcha Leiner, Nissan Black. I mean, you got like really top of the line guys on the show. So, and Mayor so K, that, love Mayor Kay, shout out to Mayor K. I mean, uh, so, the, I guess it's not just Simcha, uh, Uncle Moishi, Ari Goldwax, <coughs> uh, who's a friend, uh yeah. I mean, it, fantastic. Uh, I mean, and, so, and hearing their story and hearing, you know, what happens behind yeah. the scenes, their shows, the concerts, the CDs, the music industry. Uh, yeah. really, really amazing. Great stuff. So,
1: so that, that came in conjunction with that radio and it's Meyer. Um, Strulli and I have known each other for a couple of years now. He used to buy ads for me, um, back in the day. And he is the, the marketing and the PR guy behind most of these guys who've been on my show. And he also does, does a lot of producing for them. And so we were talking about this idea about doing this podcast and he's like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's team up and do it. So we, every week we we get in, we get in touch with these guys and they're all interested in coming on the show because it's fun it's enjoyable it's it's kishmak and um that was actually the original ep name that you and if you remember you and i came up with <laughs> yeah i i think i think go simple the podcast it sounds a lot better yeah but um yeah so 26 episodes later um we are we are wildly listened to and sought out after and like most people who are into podcasting like they wanted people to download it they want people to get view, like whatever I'm not into that I it for me as long as people are listening to my show and they enjoy it and I get the compliments I get I've had people call me up on the phone and say man your podcast is great we love your show like I love I've had people comment on the episode on the episodes on the site you know for me that's that's what makes it fun it's 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 fun you know
0: yeah, no, I mean that listen, I I started speaking about um podcasting back in two two thousand sixteen and I knew that there <laughs> was gonna be, you know, a nice push in the Jewish world and I've had this close to, to help uh, many people get started. Um yourself, Daniel Geffen, um uh, a bunch of others that uh have have seen the success in, in podcasting. I just think it's a great medium, especially for the firm world. So uh right. you know, I was happy to help you get going and um you know and, and I'm I always love to see you know you plant the seed, you plant the idea, you help people get going, and then you just took off like a rocket. Uh, you know, again, it's that taking action. It wasn't just you know learning about podcasting; It was actually going and moving forward with it. And you know, you've accomplished uh, you know a tremendous amount in such a short period of time. I'm sure you've had thousands of uh, listen, listeners already, and uh, really great podcast. The people should definitely check it out. So you go to the com website, uh, click on podcast, and uh, you said you're also. Um, on uh, what was it? Well, um, we're we're on iTunes. We're also on ZedRadio.com. um What's Z Radio? Tell me about that.
1: Z Radio is a a radio station in a Jewish radio station that was started by Meyer and he and on that on that radio station he. he he puts up all the hit music, all the songs that you want to hear. It's it's a regular radio station, but there's also, you people can call in and t- people can write in and tell them what they want to hear, different things like that. And we when we teamed up, he was looking for he thought it was a great idea, and I agreed, is that they have original content. A lot of a lot of these sh- a lot of there's no Jewish radio stations out there that necessarily have original content. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Nachum siegel does his thing yassi zwag does his thing but like this is original content created in conjunction with i mean we own the rights but you know it's it's still original content and i think we're the only podcast um in the, in the i don't know if, how many other people in the firm world are doing podcasting but we have two sponsors we have we, we run commercials on the show also mm-hmm. and um it's it's becoming a, a new medium for Jewish advertising. People are, are starting to realize it like one of our sponsors is aura, the major auction that's coming up sure and they 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 realize they could capitalize on this one because we have the listener base um, but two it's it's a new medium of, of of advertising because people are starting to tune into these and become more receptive to podcasting awesome. And and it's that subliminal, it's that-, it's that constant, if you're people who listen to our show, they tune in every single week. So you're getting these people listening every single week, every, every single week, something's going to click in their brain. And that's another form of marketing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is, you know, it's a need, especially, and I, again, I, you know not to turn my own horn, but, you know, I did, I was saying this back 2016, it's a perfect medium for the firm world. A lot of people, a lot of women that, you know, don't, are not going to be sitting watching a video, but are active or. Uh, you know, working or whatever it is. It's great to have kosher uh, quality content, um, yeah. you know, playing in the background and listening to and, uh, you know, I, I, and it's still, you know, to me an open market. There's still plenty of niches available in the Jewish world to launch a podcast and it's a great medium, great for marketing. Um, and it was perfect for, I mean, it was just like, a, I think we started talking about doing the podcast before uh, doing the Go Simcha actual website, I think, you know. Yeah and uh but just you know it's like uh definitely goes hand in hand and then you know it's definitely a great marketing strategy oh, for
1: sure 100 percent. and it, it's funny though like you like you mentioned how people like it's good for people to listen to while they're at work and things like that i had a friend of mine he walked into one of his employees office like just to just to check up and see what's going on and he sees the guy listening to my show and he and he looks at him and he's like hey he's like He's like, you like the show? He's like, yeah. It's like, I know. You, you, he's like, you know Zisha? He's like, no. He's like, I do. He's a good friend of mine. And the guy started freaking out. He's like, you know him? This guy's show is amazing. <laughs> took, he took a picture of it. and He sent it over to me. We posted it up on our Instagram account and go some live. and it was really funny. So we get That's fans over, awesome. man. We get people. That's what it's about. It's, 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 it's about having fun, going out there, having fun. And I after I speak with these guys, after I speak with these people, we speak to the lady, we interview women as well. Um, I've had, I had the pleasure of having Miriam Israeli on the show who is the famous lyricist for Shwecky and some of these other big name guys. Um, And this week's episode, we are sitting down with Sarah Dukes, who's an um, accomplished pianist and, and songwriter. Um, We, you know, we, we I actually, I, I bond with these people because I'm a musician myself. So it's really, it's fun to talk to them and talk to them in their language and have a better, and, and they get a kick out of it. And then we be, and we become friends. Like I had, um, we become friends
0: and it's, it's, it's nice. That's awesome. Really awesome. Tell me, we're getting close to the end of the show, but give me like a good story. I mean, you've interviewed such fascinating people. <laughs> um, maybe you could share with us, uh, a good story or something with one of the people you have interviewed, um, so maybe something that, uh, you didn't know something uh, you could share with uh, our audience.
1: I'm trying to think, I, I speak to so many people. I, I speak to so many, so many people. Um, well, actually, my one of my favorite episodes was when I I sent it to you. We sat down with Miriam Israeli. She's a she's a she she's a lyricist for Shwaki. She's a lyricist for a lot of these major guys, and she herself writes her own music and she she performs it with for for women. And she was telling me the, the, the I actually cried in this episode. So anybody's listening, yes, I actually cried when I, when we were talking about this because it hit. It was so so moving. She was telling me the story about how she she has a famous song that that she she wrote. For, for women's choirs and on CDs. And so there was a a mother came to her and was telling her like how that her daughter was in a lot of trouble and a lot of issues, having a lot of issues, things like that. And she, and different things like she, like with, with her, her Judaism and things like that. And she said, she, she told, she's, she said, but she's a big, she likes your music. And so she, like, the girl was in the hospital or something. She said, like, there's some issue. She would end up in the hospital. Nice. And they they were playing. So she came and she started playing the song. And the, the girl looked up at her mother. Like, the girl started bursting out in tears. Like, she's, like, she she looked up at her mother and she's, like, I'm sorry. Like, she just, like, said, I'm sorry for all the pain I caused you. All the- I know it sounds, like, so, like, like, out of a book. But this, like, really happened. It really made me, like, wow. She's, like, I'm wow. sorry for all the pain that has caused you my, what I'm doing and I really I really want to change my life around and she said she followed up with the, the woman and the girl and like the girl like working on changing her life around she checked in a returno and like somewhere else and like she's really like but she said the power of music really helped her so we talk about that's what we talk about I just about I got show.
0: chills I just got chills because it is it's true the power of music it's not you know it's uh, not push it and you know the effect it has yeah. on people that uh yeah. you, definitely can uh, can wake up, can be a wake up call and could turn people around. So that's that's really amazing.
1: Right. And like when I had choni Maleki on the show, he's a he's a big time entertainer in, in the Chabad communities, we were talking about that as well, like the power of music and how being a Jewish celebrity like so to speak warrants a lot of responsibility. And you have you you your your in essence must be on all the on people um when you when you're singing your music when you're cre- when you're when you're out there performing for people so it warrants a tremendous amount of responsibility and you have to you have to make sure that you're harnessing the power for good and using it for good things so that it continues to be a light onto people and be able to inspire and
0: help them grow and i think that's one of the beauties i mean you know <laughs> you know we have a lot of beauty in the in the jewish world and uh, especially with Jewish music, you know, most of the entertainers, musicians I know, uh, especially intimately, like uh, Ethan Katz or Shlomo Katz, um, right. uh, you, you know, uh, reading from uh, Ari Goldwag and others, is that they do take it re- uh, their responsibilities, but they're not out there for the fame or for the glory. They're out there for Hashem's glory. You know, they're looking to spread Hashem's great name and and, and not themselves. Right. And uh, and you see that with uh, Shweki. I mean, you see it with everybody across the board, and, and I, I think it's... Uh, you know something that's beautiful and separates us um, from uh, regular musicians out there. So, no, for sure. And the I'm fact sure you that like, a lot of that from your podcast, from speaking to, speaking to them, yeah, that, that comes out.
1: Well, yeah, because part of part of what we talk about is like you, you think these guys are making 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 millions of dollars, making mad money, and you, most of these guys, the fam- these famous guys, they, they this is their this is their side hustle. This right. is they're 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 not making millions of dollars with the exception of a few people, like they're not making they're not using this and this is not their full time profession, um it, it's it's insane, and as I had, I'll I'll tell you one more story like I was talking with Yoni Z a couple weeks ago and Yoni Z was on our show, and he was he was talking to me about how it's 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 quite a chaval that people are, are, are stealing music, stealing people. Like he said, he said it and somebody else told it to me that like their, their CDs, their CDs get to get to the, the telegram and the WhatsApp groups before, before they even, they even hear them.
0: Wow. Yeah. And and it's it's a huge, it's a huge problem. I mean, that's, that's a discussion from another episode, but there's a huge problem with stealing music um, I know from speaking to, uh, to Shlomo Katz about that and and, and uh, Eitan Katz and others that, you know, it's so terrible. I mean, they work so hard. They put so much effort into it yeah. and um, it's a huge problem. You don't realize, oh, what's the big deal? Just take it off of uh, the internet or share it with my friends. <coughs> it's a big deal. And it is a big deal. Um, it costs hundreds of
1: thousands of dollars to make these albums. And sure.
0: To and invest blood, to sweat in sweat, tears and Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yep. Well, listen, Zisha, as you know, I'm a fan of yours. I love what you're doing. I love your uh, simcha. You. I love, I love the, your podcast. You should have you. Uh, continued Hatzalacha and mazel and everything that you do. And oh, um, you know, I'll see you in about 30 seconds when you walk back to my office.
1: <laughs> well, looking forward to that. Nachum was a pleasure. I'm so happy we finally did this. And keep on schlocking, man. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the From Entrepreneur podcast with Nahum Kligman. We hope you learned something valuable and will share this with your friends. For show notes, archives of previous episodes, and more information to help you start and grow your business, please visit our website,
0: www.fromentrepreneur.com. Listen, learn, be Masliak.